What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gaming and Chill, episode 115. Today we're going to do, <clears throat> we're talking about a subject that I think that is extremely important, especially in the modern era. And it was summed up in a song years and years ago. A song by Hathaway, entitled... What is love? Before we go into all of that, today's episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle Partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle. Back to you guys. So, before we get into talking about what is love, so the last couple of weeks, I we have been out. One week was Easter, I think. The other week, I was actually spending some time with my kiddo. I got to go to an event, and uh, that took priority uh, in my life. I was like, you know what? Get to spend some time with my kiddo. Uh, we went to a nice event. I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go do that. Um, so that was the couple-week uh, absence. So apologies for that, but uh, it's one of those sorry-not-sorry sorry sort of moments. So let's talk about love. This topic was actually uh, inspired by my stream this last Wednesday as of recording. We took some personality tests, and basically it came down to most people just want to be told that we are loved in our own individual ways. You know, that's that theory of the love languages and things like that. Without getting all into all of that, we just want to hear... We're wanted, we're appreciated, and people love having us around. Everybody. Everybody wants to be told that. Regardless of whether or not they admit that. Um, but then we talked to, started talking about that in today's modern culture, as forward-thinking as we are, we are absolutely still backwards on the idea of love right? Love isn't just a, uh, it isn't just a sexual thing. It's not. It's a human thing. Humans exhibit love in many, many ways. It's just our way of thinking about it that's come down to Modern society says one or two ways. One is for your significant other, your lover, your 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 spouse. The other one is parents to children, children to parents. That's it. We've lost a lot of meaning and depth to that word love, but at the same time we we throw it around. 
we absolutely throw it around and say, oh, I love this show. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this ice cream. Or, oh, I love that candy. Or, I love this flavor of soda. So we've lost the meaning. Yeah, sure, you can really like those things. You may, it may be your favorite. But do you love it? Now, one word for love, absolutely, maybe it, maybe you can. But love is a person-to-person connection. In the words of Persona, it's a social link. We need love as humans to operate. No one truly wants to be hated. Even if they're hated by the world, they still love themselves. The person who doesn't love themselves and no one else loves them, they don't exist for very long. Look at all the greatest comic book villains. The world hates them, but they still love themselves. Maybe some of them too much. They still do things for themselves. They, they do what they want because they want to do that. That makes them happy. People do things for happiness and for love. And the thing is, is as long as it's not hurting anyone, as long as it's not morally bankrupt, doing things that make you happy isn't bad. It's just one way of showing yourself love. Because what is love but trying to make others happy? By showing happiness to others. So by making yourself happy, you're showing, you're demonstrating self-love in a non-selfish way. It can become selfish when that's the only person you love. But it doesn't have to be only that. So looking back through history, we we come to the Greeks, who had a greater philosophy of love. Now, the Greeks got a lot of things wrong, but I think that these are some good philosophical ideas to at least ruminate on, to think about and consider adding to your everyday life. So, one of the articles I found lists seven types of love, according to ancient Greeks. Right? The ancient Greeks who made great works of art, who made great philosophical ideologies, some of which we still use somewhat today. So the first example is the one... That we all know. It's Eros love. It Eros was the Greek god of love and sexual desire. So it's clearly shown Eros, erotic, erotic love. So an example of this would be like a young couple that meets and immediately feels attracted and lustful towards one another. And that would be your modern day idea of... Boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, boy and girl, you know, go forth. It's fine. But if that's all there is, there's no balance. 
in the modern society culture, we, we, we basically target that as love and then kind of gray area around that. So think of it like spot on a white canvas. We got a black spot of Eros love and then we just kind of disperse through that of where we're at in the timeline are they. But that doesn't have to be. Because people can love differently. Just as there's many different ways of saying it or demonstrating it or showing that, there's different ways it can be. The second idea that the Greeks had about love is love, it says philos, philia, love for the mind, or brotherly love, sincere and platonic love. The love you'd have with a friend, a really good friend, or your brother. It's not a sexual type of love. It is a love for your friend, a really good friend that you would cherish and you would miss if it disappeared. It's the tight-knit bonds that form between brethren. Maybe it's military members who you're a part of your squad, your company. I don't know the official term. Was never in the military. My parents were, but I was never. Basically, your teammates. Think of it like a sports team. A better analogy that I can probably butcher my way through less offensively than the military. Think of it like that. The starting line of the Canadian Maple Leafs. They have a, bra- a tight bond. They would do they would do the, whatever they could for their teammates. They know each other. They know each other's family. They are a tight knit group that acts as one. That is a type of love. And the odds are you experience that love. You've got tight friends who you would do anything for. You genuinely want want what's best for them. They can call you at three in the morning and you'll answer because your friends and friends are there. That is a type of love. I think it's a type of love we've lost the ability to express. We feel it we don't quantify or qualify it. What would it, what would happen if you went to one of your best friends and said, Hey, I love and appreciate you. Odds are in modern society, they go, that's a little weird until you explain it to them. But why? Why have we separated ourselves from that so much to the point that we think when you say you love someone, that means you want them in in, in a sexual component, but it's not. 
It doesn't have to be that way. So why do we act like it? Why do we, as a whole, and not everybody, as a whole, I say, act like telling your friends that you love them is weird? We went through a long period of time in our history where we would throw around slurs if you did certain things or you told your friends that you loved them. Look at how people responded to the end of, say, Lord of the Rings. When Sam sees Frodo, people went, ooh, that's weird. No. It was only weird because you made it that way. They were best friends and Sam genuinely cared that Frodo was okay. Modern society, we've lost that touch. We're getting better, but we can do better. We can do better. In our modern society, depression, anxiety, it's skyrocketing. And people say, more now than ever, I feel alone. I feel isolated. I feel lonely. But we're more connected than ever. You can pick up your phone, send a message to a friend, and in moments they can see it. So why do we feel more alone? My hypothesis, not a fact, a hypothesis is that because we've lost the ability to tell somebody, hey, you are loved. But why? Why have we lost that? We can tell that now so much faster than we could decades ago. Think about it. We have a better option for communication, and we're not communicating the one important thing. Love. Just saying. The third type of love is called ludus, playful love. A flirtation, flirtatious, teasing kind of love. It's, so a modern example is two people who just want to have fun together with little need for security or roots. And I would even say that this doesn't have to be sexual, even though it's, they, they say it's accompanied by flirting. I don't think it has to be sexual. As I mean, as a joke, some of my closest friends, we joke around that we, we spend way too much time flirting with each other, and we're just three dudes who all have significant others. Because our communication is building each other up. Telling each other, hey, you look good today. People would say that's flirty. Hey, you look good. You've been going to the gym? That sort of thing. Yeah, some people may say, oh, that's flirty. Nah, it's building each other up. And even if it was flirty, what's it matter? Humans are a social creature. 
If you're intentionally flirting, maybe. Whatever. Whatever. It's a pure... It's not a... It's not explicitly a sexual thing. This type of love can transform into something. But it doesn't have to. It does not have to. It's each individual person's choice. That is... That is our modern choice. And again, many people probably experience this. But they can't quantify it. It's sad. You know? It's sad that we've lost the ability to quantify it. The fourth type of love is the pragma, or the long-standing love. Think about the love of your grandparents and how they've endured so much and have always chosen to be with each other. It's that key term, that verb, choose. They choose to be together after so many years. This type of love isn't a burning passion. It's simmering coals. Still hot, still put off heat, but they're not roaring fire. The roaring fire doesn't last. The roaring fire won't live through the cold winter night. It's the coals that will. The coals that'll be hot in the morning to re-spark that fire, to be able to heat the coffee in the morning, to be able to face the sun and say, we will make it through this day together. Because they didn't burn hot. Sure, they do. Coals are extremely hot. But it's not an incendiary explosive love. One that burns hot and bright and then disappears. It's a long-standing love. It's a pure type of love. Because in my mind, barring aside moral bankruptcy, barring aside morally darkness, love is a pure emotion. How people wield it is not just just a thought the fifth and the other one that I think most people can understand is the agape love the selfless love the love that is the closest to unconditional love think about it in the aspect of how people view God viewing humans, parents loving children, and agape love of no matter what, you love them. The type of person who's giving to others, needing nothing in return, they're energized by showing that love. That is a pure, pure type of love. 
a love that a lot of people may have experienced via religion, via parents, via their child. But sometimes it's hard to express it, describe it, because it's so permanent. It's scary when you try to qualify it and say, what type of love is this? But that's okay. Experience it. The sixth type of love is Faludia. The pure, it can be a selfish love that seeks pleasure, fame, and wealth. Or the healthy kind of love we can give ourselves. So some people fall into that first one of like the selfish type of love. But the other type of love is really, really hard to practice. We live in a society that says, if you do anything for yourself, it's selfish, but uh, treat yourself. But then after you treat yourself, people go, well, that was selfish. You don't want to do this thing so you're selfish because you, you chose what you desire over what other want, other people want. We live in a society that is simultaneously self-serving, but self-serving, but self-love-shaming. A large swath of the country, well, a swath of the world, thinks only for themselves... While, spe- uh, while preaching the message of sometimes you just got to love yourself and do things for you, which is great. But they're doing it selfishly. And the other half goes, you did something for yourself? That's selfish. But it's not. It's not that. So, a good example of this is Happiness. Doing things that, again, aren't morally bankrupt, aren't criminality. But loving yourself. Doing something that says, you know what? This I think this will make me happier. I just want to do this. And it's not morally compromising, economically cro- compromising for you or your family or whatever. And just saying, I'm going to do it. Because, well, I want to. And if others don't like it, that's... It's really too bad. A good example of this is... So, personally, I want to color my hair. Why? Because I want to. Not for anybody else. Not for any other reason other than the fact of... I've never really done a good job of it. And I want to. That's it. It's a good change, I think. I'm like, okay... I'm willing to try something new. Trying something new is cool to me. It's fun. (laughs) And if it's not harming anything, why not? People hold this idea that doing things like that, coloring your hair, is a sign for a cry for attention, or a cry of moral bankruptcy, or... Just not. 
And my response is, well, it's a good thing it's, it's not for you. People don't do things like that for others a lot of the time. They do it for themselves. Whether it is a cry for attention, who knows? Why well, assume that? That's like the old statement of, don't wear a, you know, when people go, oh, you don't need to wear makeup to make yourself look beautiful for other people. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're wearing it because it makes them feel good. Another personal example is, at work, I don't have to wear a vest and a tie. But I do. Because it makes me feel good at work. It makes me feel like I took that extra step. I just went a little bit above and beyond. And I feel good. So who cares? Some people may go, oh, that just looks showy. That's their decision to keep thinking about that. Not mine. I wear a vest and tie because it feels good to me. I like the feeling. I get a feeling of power. Of like, maybe I know, maybe I can to do, do that today. It just feels good. And it doesn't hurt anybody. It makes me happy. So, if you don't like it, tough. That is a love for self that is not selfish. That's just a pure love of yourself and making yourself happy and realizing what will and won't make yourself happy. Practice it. The last type of love that is listed here is the storage. So the love of a child. It's the love parents naturally feel for their children. It's one that we probably all have experienced at some point or another. I'm not going to say everyone has or hasn't because I don't know your story. There's an emotional connection. It's the think about the kind of love your mother gives you or your very best friend. It's natural feelings and effortless. It's easy. It can forgive, it can accept, and it can sacrifice. Think of what your mother has done for you, possibly, or what you would do for your best friend. Of, If they were hungry, you'd give them food. If they were needing money, you'd, you'd give them money. You will go out of your way to support them no matter what. That is a pure type of love. But... Knowing these types of love won't do any good unless you express it. You quantify and qualify it. Again, we've lost the ability in our modern society to tell someone, hey, I love and appreciate you. Why? Why must it be that way? And trick question, it mustn't. 
I submit that it can't. It's only sort of a modern idea of not expressing love to your friends, saying, hey, I love and appreciate you. Thank you for being there. Your very best friend of, hey, I love you. Without being creepy. Guys, don't be creepy. Please don't be creepy. Don't take this as an invitation to be creepy. Just don't. If it comes down to being creepy or saying you love someone, don't be creepy. But express it. Express that pure nature of love. Tell your friends and your family, hey, I love you. Again, don't be creepy. I feel like I have to keep saying it, but don't be creepy. Guys, don't walk up to random people, especially random ladies, and go, hey, I love you, because that's creepy. Don't do it. That is what pollutes the idea of telling others that we love them. Because people go, oh, that's creepy, because, you know, I had this random person walk up to me and go, hey, I love you, and it's creepy. Don't do it. Love is a relationship, not an instant. And a relationship is a two-way street. A friendship is a two-way street. A... A... A sexual relationship is a two-way street. A friendship... Is a friend is a relationship that's a two-way street. It's not a one-way street. I'm just saying. So when you tell someone, hey, you know, hey, you're my friend and I love you. If they don't if they aren't on that page, then it's needs to be re, it needs to be assessed. I'm just saying, don't be creepy. That boils down to don't be creepy. I knew a lot of guys in my in my college that definitely needed to hear the don't be creepy message. Don't walk up to a random girl going, hey, I can see a future with you. It's creepy. Love should be pure, and when it's tainted, it ruins it for us all. Don't be afraid to walk up to your friends that you've had a relationship with. And say, hey, thank you for being there when I need you. Thank you for allowing me to be there when you need me. I love and I appreciate you. I love having you around. I love having a conversation with you. I love doing things with you. That's all it takes. We live in a modern society that is plagued Depression, anxiety, and I'm not saying that this is going to fix it. Lord, I'm not saying that. Don't misunderstand that. But what I am saying is, I think we could all stand to hear that a little bit more. That we all need somebody to love, and we need someone to love us. So, in wrapping up, I think my suggestion for this today is, Tell someone you love them. Down below, tell us who you love. Do you love your friend who's always there? When you say, hey man, I need to move. Would you be there with a car? And he's like, you know what? 
I'm bringing my truck. I'm helping you move. I'm helping you unpack. Just buy the pizza and beer. The person who will answer their phone at midnight and say, hey, what's up? I'll be right there. And the type of love that says, you know what? I'm going to do something that makes myself happy. Being able to make yourself happy, being able to love yourself, that's the hardest type of love. So, this week, tell someone else that you love them, and tell yourself that you love yourself, by doing something that you want. Get a game and play it that you've been looking forward to. Get, a, get, get some music and just have an impromptu dance party in the house, by yourself, or with the cat. Love yourself. Learn to love yourself. So I think that's actually going to wrap up where we are today. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends. Subscribe. Leave a comment down below. Tell us who you love. Tell us what you do to show love to yourself. Because I think we could all use some new ideas. And thank you for listening as I ramble on about love and relationships and expressing it. Thank you for being an avid listener. For being a fan. Don't forget to share this with your friends and all that. I think this is a message that a lot of people could use. So, without further ado, I will see you next week, next episode, for the next episode of Gaming and Chill. So until then, have a good week. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games, and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching, and until next time...